Say no more podcast and we back. Yeah, you know I mean, episode number seventeen. You know what I'm saying? Fresh off that bamboozled episode. You know what I'm saying? We had to do something a little different last time. Last week we had to hit y'all with three because the topics was just going crazy. The internet was going crazy. Hip hop, the culture, everything was on fire. You know what I'm saying? It was just like that Pusha T and Drake. You know, lyrical battle, because we ain't gonna call that shit beef. You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't got beef nowadays. Niggas is vegan. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is vegetarians. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it ain't no real beef out here. We know what it is. But, you know, it can't, when it came to what it was, you know, we had to address the situation. We had to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're not gonna say, like, for the fans out there, because we don't really know everybody. we just doing this for the love. We're doing this for the culture. And this is something, these are conversations that would happen no matter what. So we talking about it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so uh, how, how you want to start this off? You want to kind of, like, just recap that and then get into some other shit, B? Like, what's, what's good? How you? How you feeling, son? I'm good, man. You, you tune in to the number one hip-hop podcast in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy, B. Um, we can take it. We can take it anywhere, you know what I'm saying? Um uh, did you have a name for this episode, or you want me to? Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and announce. You know, what I'm saying definitely public service announcement to everybody out there. You know, what I'm saying one thing that we we love about the culture is the fact that we always came with slang. You know, what I'm saying or, or, or ways that we want to interpret things. You know, what I'm saying hip hop, like uh, Karis once said, could have its own language. You know, what I'm saying everything like that. So now. You know, I would like B B's gonna introduce y'all to the name of the episode and and our new tag. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, go ahead, tell them what it is, son. Yeah, so episode is called "Lift Yourself." Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? And, you know, we ain't, you ain't gotta warn yourself. You know, because we always tell people to warn themselves, warn their face. But this is positive, you know, bro. This is positive, bro. <laughs> so love, love yourself, everybody, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, we love everybody, so lift yourself. Take Word time, do, do an analysis, and go ahead and lift yourself. You know, we, we don't have positive tips. You know what I mean? So that's how we doing it. If you ever say, instead of one yourself, you know what I'm saying, we lift yourself nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So that's the name of the episode, episode 17. So let's get into it. Um, something that I wanted to go ahead and uh, address. It's a lot of people out here, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm not talking about like people that you and I are having conversations with because sometimes you have conversations in passing and then sometimes you have real conversations, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to the culture, you know what I'm saying, and who runs it and who's in it and who's allowed to do what, this, that, and the third, there's been a lot of crazy shit going on. Um, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on it, but basically what it looks like with the way this battle um, has ended. Pusha T is taking a W. Uh, Drake is officially handed the L. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and the thing is, what I I just kind of wanted to bring up real quick that um, this isn't the first time that he's taken an L. You know what I'm saying? Um, I will be dropping a mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Pretty soon that is going to showcase all of the times, like his whole history with this shit, but. 
this ain't the first time that he's taken an L. And the thing is, I'm glad people, you know what I'm saying, of Instagram, you know, YouTube, everything like that is keeping that same energy, you know what I'm saying, in regards to the memes, you know what I'm saying? You ain't there's nobody that is above a meme. Like Michael Jordan crying is probably the most legendary meme of all time. There's a there's a page on IG that's called NBA memes that has some of the funniest shit in the 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 profile picture is the Jordan crying face. No nope. and that was from him ex- accepting his award, you know what I'm saying, into the induction into the Hall of Fame of basketball, you know what I mean? So Nobody's above a meme, period. And I don't like, and I'm just glad that like some of the funniest ones I've seen was the Brenda's got a baby, um, you know, with Pusha T with the face of Tupac and and Drake Aubrey, you know, saying it's Aubrey's baby and shit like that. So he's, you know, putting the baby in the dumpster. That shit was hilarious. Another one was uh, you know, LeBron when he was like kind of pointing at J.R. Smith. He's like handing the baby to Drake, and Drake's doing the the shy away from hotline bling, the little dance that he did. Like, I'm sorry, yo. Like, it is what it is. He 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 wasn't a, a star that just, that was untouchable or anything like that. And people want to say that, you know, Pusha gossiped and he, he, he didn't really rap. He didn't beat him with bars. Look, it's a battle and he lost. Point blank, period. If you do not respond with raps, and you respond with writing and trying to explain why you were in blackface. And then the other day, I think he commented on something and said, nobody knows what I've been through. Like, man, none of that shit matters. You know what I'm saying? Because when 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 the shit was happening to Prodigy, you know what I'm saying, R.I.P., with the Hot 97 shit, niggas was laughing. Niggas was twinkle toes, you breaking my heart. All of that shit. Everybody catches it. And when... Most of the time, the favorite takes the L or they catch it. You know, niggas want to make excuses. There ain't no fucking excuses. Point blank, period. Drake, Aubrey Drake Graham, I'm calling by his fucking government name, took an L in his battle against Terrence Thornton, Pusha T. It's over. The battle is over. And this ain't no Jay Prince shit coming through saying like oh the shit is over with because i told him he's you know pigs in the pig pen and all fuck all of that you know what i'm saying like i don't you know respect to the man i don't want no you know beef smoke whatever type of shit he into or whatever but fuck all of that we we this the number one hip-hop podcast we saying this shit here alan b representing this shit drake caught the win it is what it is. If he wants otherwise or he wants to be back in the battle, that nigga needs to respond. That nigga Jay Prince is not his daddy. He got a he got a whole father out here living, and he let another grown man tell him not that he could not put out a record if he even had a fucking record. At this point, I don't know what to believe, so I'm growling with Pusha T got the win. I love the Daytona album. And deadass, I'm on that same energy. I don't really even mention this nigga name too much, but we know who we talking about. I don't even really want to hear this Scorpion shit until this nigga responds. Because if, if it's the records that I do love from Drake is the ones where he's on his introspective shit like 6 p.m. in New York. You can't do no sneak side shit to no. You can't say nothing to nobody else. You lost to Joe Button. You haven't answered Kendrick. You haven't answered Jay-Z. You lost to Common. That's enough L's right there. And now Pusha T. 
You can't. There's nobody else in the game that you can be talking to. This, this, uh, like I'm on my shit. This, that, and the third. Like I'm, I'm, I'm number one. You niggas ain't. I don't. None of that. I don't want hit. So now that took a piece of the music that you make that was enjoyable to myself. It may not be the case for everybody else, but to me, the shit that I did enjoy that he did. I can't I can't listen to it and be like, oh, he popping this shit. I, you you not. You can't pop no more shit. When niggas is getting at you and you keep getting these passes to keep letting these niggas smack you up. So, Drake, lift yourself. That's all I got to say to the shit. Nah. <laughs> and Kanye yeah, got like, at you, my nigga. Come on, man. I'm done. Like, like <laughs> yeah, because like last... Since we last hit y'all with a podcast, you know, Pusha, he dropped the napalm bomb on Drizzy. Man. You know what I'm saying? Drake was officially on the... And like like I said on the last podcast, I said Pusha was on the, was on the, on the clock. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and he 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 responded in time. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't weeks later. It was within a, a good amount of time. So shout out to Pusha for, you know, doing what he does. Yes. Um... You know, but, I mean, it's just weird, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to kind of quote Drake, music-wise, we haven't heard a sound. We thought that he was going to snap, jot it down, go in the booth and lay a body down, like mm. he said, and he, he did it. Um, I would say the one thing, a couple things, and I will probably touch on it a little bit later, um, you know, the blackface, was was pretty much wiped away. Like I, I didn't hear anything about. I heard a little bit about the blackface, but nobody was saying anything remotely at all. Like everybody wanted to down that, which pretty much was the number one topic to me. Mm-hmm. Besides the bars, you know what I'm saying? Because that's a pretty, pretty bold picture. You know what I'm saying? And, and we got an Instagram, um, who was it? Our Instagram response. And basically it says, you know, the time in his life where he, he was an actor and he was working on a project, struggling, um, young black actors struggling to get roles. And it represented African-Americans. Now, he's Canadian-American. Mm-hmm. They didn't go through the same struggles. You know, it's a little different. And he said that, they, that um, we were once um, portrayed and, and represented in these type of roles, but these kind of roles are still prevalent. Like, the the same kind of, um, I don't want to say coon, but a lot of negative stereotypes are still being played out in the media, whether it's on VH1, whether it's on Netflix, whether it's on whatever the case is. There are still not the best images of, if you want to call them black men or African-American. So obviously it's not the same, but there are things that we could viewed or at least do better as far as our portrayals. So I don't think that's a one type of thing that, that those images are still out there. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's something you have to, I don't think an Instagram post, Warrants that I think that's something you have to have a conversation on, especially if you do, if you do feel like I don't want to call him you not black, but I mean this is something that's very important. I don't think an Instagram post can can really wipe away 
um, that picture, and then like Push just said, he, he has been silent on all black issues. So, I don't, you know, so that, that's to me, that's still big, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's still the, the main question. I know we got an Instagram post, but I think we're, we deserve more than that, um, because that's a pretty big deal to me. So, yeah, it's offensive. It's offensive you know. to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think yeah, because Kanye I feel got you. a lot of bad energy for his comments, but blackface is a whole—that's a whole another way. You know what I'm saying? Especially if Drake is talking about black actors, but he had a job. He's wheelchair Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? He got roles as an actor. Yeah, and you know that's why. Saying? So he, if he's speaking on African Americans when he's not an African, I mean, if we're talking about the term African and American, he's neither, um, you know, if you ask, I would say that I don't like to use the word woke, but if you had woke back then, that would have came out in your music, you know, at the beginning, middle and end, just like we knew what Kanye was about when he first came out, because typically when he first come out, we kind of know where your career is going to go, you know, like we heard Joe Budden. In, in his first album, we heard a lot of introspective songs. Mm-hmm. On his first album, we heard a lot of we heard a lot of everything. But his career mostly turned into that introspectiveness and a lot of deep music. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to, we didn't know where that was coming from. Like, oh, how did he get to this point? We knew when we heard Ten Minutes and a lot of songs on that album, um, like Calm Down, especially Calm Down. You know where his career was headed. So. I, I'm I'm still you know we're still trying to give him a break, but I don't I don't I think he deserves more than you know just just dropping an album. So I would say this for him to stay space. I would I would I don't I'm not planning to hear Scorpion right away, or I, I don't really care to hear it. Now if I hear that there's a song talking about blackface or or something like that, then you know maybe. I don't know if he's waiting on that, but if we don't hear anything and we just rolling past it, then I don't think that's really fair to to the community that, you know, he has a career in. Yeah, I mean, I I 100% agree. And the thing is, I want people to understand, like, it's not one of them situations where we're saying that, you know, that that even if he, like, just because you ain't go through it, you can't speak on it. That's that's not necessarily it, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, people take shit and they run with it. I think in this case, I think, I personally think that the, um, what he said on, on the Instagram post and shit like that um, was bullshit. Because the thing is, he had on, if you're doing this, if you're doing the thing, and you're you're auditioning for a role. That's not if that if that's what that was that that's not the clothing that you would wear. Period. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing like that. That blackface mixed with that clothing does not match. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing it, you're gonna be pretty much dressed in you know, maybe old, older clothing from that particular time period, tattered, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you, again, if you've seen the movie Bamboozled, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what, 
that that's the type of dress. You know, slavery times, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas, if you're if you're doing anything in blackface, it's not gonna be with some fucking gear. You know what I'm saying? Like that that stuff that he had on in the picture is Jim Crow Couture, which was made by the group Two Black Guys. And the the photographer straight up said that that was Drake's idea. And he says that this was for an acting role. That's bullshit. He, it wasn't for an acting role. Like, niggas will tell you anything. And just because it came out of his mouth don't mean it is the truth. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like, I came on a podcast and said, look, I remember seeing this shit. And I thought some of the shit that they had was dope. You know what I'm saying? They had all other different things, and which is still up there again. And he modeled for other clothes, uh, the other shit. He got a jacket that has spook. You know what I'm saying? The, it was from the Beautiful Boogeyman collection. And there's other pictures of him modeling the shit up there with the Jim Crow Couture. So that's where the fuck that shit came from. It wasn't for no fucking movie role or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and the thing is, where is it on IMDb? Where's the where's the footage? Where's any of that shit? He could have done any of them other things to clean it up, but guess what? It didn't fucking exist. The only thing that existed was the fucking picture at the end of the day. The picture was what it was, and he took the picture. It was his idea, and it was a bad idea, point blank, period, because it no, you can't really explain that one to people. The best way that you could try to do it and try to say that it was for some acting shit. It was like, oh, well, can can you tell us more about the acting? Like, this nigga, and not to mention, it's not even an Instagram post. What he did was did it on his story, and niggas caught the screenshot. So the thing is, Drake is, like, look at that nigga Twitter, anything that you want to see. Like, when he decides to put up, he got a single, it's going to stay. When he decides to do these certain things, it's going to stay. You know what I'm saying? He's, he don't post a lot on Instagram unless he got something to post or he's trying to showcase something. And he didn't even really want that because niggas were going to take it, but somebody happened to screenshot it. It's like these little bullshit things that people do to, like, you know, it's the world we live in now. Like, at the end of the day, it's hip-hop. We're, we're, and we can jump off this because this is some hip-hop shit, some about the culture. Get in the fucking booth and rap. Don't tell me it's the same shit we were saying about Kanye. Like, all y'all niggas, stop getting in your feelings over the shit that he says. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to fuck with him, don't fuck with him. But what these people do, these, these are people at the end of the day. These are people that make music. You know what I'm saying? And music that can be of the culture or it could be shit that, you know, niggas is making hits to get themselves rich. There's a lot of music out here just being made for niggas to get paid and they don't care about the culture and they don't they're not going to speak on these issues. And my thing is, when when you start to get to that point and if it ain't something that if, if I'm at a club or I'm at a party and even me being a DJ, if it ain't something that I could ride around to or listen to or some shit like that. If it ain't doing nothing for me, then I'm not really paying attention to it. I'm not looking to this nigga, to certain people to on my political views or anything like that. And I'm sure you keeping that same feeling. Be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not looking to this nigga as, like, I know he don't say shit like that. So, therefore, when somebody sees that you did something that's that's very offensive to 
black people all over, you know what I'm saying? You try to sugarcoat it like, oh, it was just for a role or some shit like that. And we never seen it. Like you said, that nigga was an actor. He ain't never had no issues doing no shit like that. He might, I don't know. I can't say that he's never had issues getting roles. So I don't, he, he, I don't, you know, he got Degrassi. So I, I don't think he was in that same space as like he was saying African American. Yeah, man. That we weren't. So, I mean, I, I, I would say this, like, I, if he didn't know better, I, I think it's, I, it's easier to say I didn't know what I was doing, you know, like, and I don't think people can kill you for that if you, like, I fought, like, you know, like, I, I like, no one can say, oh, I, I've been super woke or whatever from, from day one. Like, a lot of people come into knowledge of self, 100%. knowledge of the history of the culture at different times. So, I don't ever want to even act like I... I'm above, or, or I, I don't know. There's a lot of shit I don't know. There's a million things I don't know. Yeah. But when you're, when you're, when you do something that you may not know too much about, I think it's easier to apologize and say, you know what, that's probably not the best photo to take. Um, you know, I, I, I would, I would, I would apologize. I mean, it, that's easier than trying to give a, give a story about what it was to kind of downplay it. You know, exactly. That, that makes that makes it seem like it, it 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 wasn't authentic, and it was just here's something for y'all to you know to try to make it. Because he said, I think it started off as a circus, like this hip hop battle is not a circus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's war, it, it's, it's bars, it, it's something going. You know, it, it's it's not so that just saying that like me like that's the thing is when all the memes were on on Meek Mill. It wasn't a circus. It wasn't a. It was funny. It was ha ha. You know, everybody was laughing and, and smiling. You know, oh, we was we was playing a diss song in a hotel. You know, everything was fun and, until it's turned around on you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I don't yeah. think it was a circus. It was a. It was a legitimate picture that people wanted questions on. So to just dismiss it and to give us a, a dumb statement like that, oh, it was just for a role. And then, like I said, we need to hear this. The super woke music because that is super woke if you like damn we black men in america are portrayed in certain ways they need to they need to get you know you know they need like like i, I would have been like damn that's that's what's up you know what i'm saying but we want to hear that in your music not on some statement you know what i'm saying so we we got to get off of it we got to get off of that it was it was super l it is what it is like and and like like i said last podcast he he had to have heard infrared ahead of time because he had a disrepair less than twenty four hours. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Let's give that, let's give B a round yeah, of applause for that. You know what I'm saying? Clap for that. Because there's a difference between MCs and rappers. I would expect the, like the game. Like if you go at the game, this nigga will have bars probably in in three hours for you because he's an MC. Joe Budden, he's going to have bars for you in maybe 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of MCs out there who really do this shit. I heard a lot of chatter about, oh, if a, if a rapper is, depending on what he's doing, that's his response on. No, some rappers who are, if you call yourself an MC, that pen, that pen is on right. You know what I'm saying? It may be a couple of days, it may be 24 hours, but something's going to come out. So, for a pre-planned disc, you know what I'm saying, it makes it look even worse because it made it seem like, oh, I'm on top of this. 
but then something else comes out, and then you got you got no, you have nothing to say. So, yeah, I, I'll take a little bit. Of, I mean, that, that was just my thing from it. I mean, that's, that was my, we like to analyze things deeper than surface level on, on this podcast. We like to give you guys our insight. You know, sometimes it's on, on point, it could be wrong, it could be right, but that's how I felt about it. And, you know, we'll move forward. Um, I got some topics. You got topics, or did you, how did you want to get into this? Oh, let's jump into your shit, you know what I'm saying? Because I, 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 right, so, I spoke a lot, you know what I mean? So, so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just sound a horn, round of applause for good music. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Kanye and Pusha T. I think, I don't want to say they, they single-handedly save hip-hop, but hip-hop was, it was going down to two... You know, shout out to G. Cole. Um, there's a lot of artists that put out really good hip-hop. Booker Ryan, you know what I'm saying? Prime 2. I don't want to forget things, but, you know. Hold on, I got you. Stream, stream of thoughts. Yeah, I'm just thinking of things off the top of my head. But what I'm trying to allude to is that, you know, what what I'm what I'm seeing with what Kanye is doing with good music and just the idea of structuring the, and I'm saying that obviously as these albums come out, because, you know what I'm saying, I, I can speak a little bit, you know, more on it after hearing them, but now the vision is clearer and it makes a lot of sense of all the songs, the amount of songs on these albums, the timing of these albums, and how to block out everything that's coming to what we've been seeing, all these dumb topics, all this, all this meme rap, rapper shit, all this just dumb dumb little rapper shit that we've been fed this entire year. It was getting, it was just getting like I wanted to throw up. But shout out to Good Music. They are delivering good music. You know what I'm saying? And Al, I'll give you props because you did mention the seven song cheat code. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, you, you was right. Now, I don't want to say like, like they're classics. I don't want to, I don't want to deem anything yet because I'm still listening. Mm -hmm. But we know that there's been a lot of a lot of music that's come out that's had 20 plus songs on it so for them to dial it down even because 10 is still low and I I will first say though I do I, I'm going to say this but you know 444 was kind of short it wasn't 7 songs but I do see the blueprint <laughs> yeah. for a shorter album so I don't want to get you know, I'm not going to give Kanye all the credit, but I think Jay-Z did usher on the 444 era. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to call it woke rap or whatever you want to say it, but grown man rap. Shout out to Cormega too. I, I don't ever want to not talk about Mega Philosophy and how he's also grown up as a rapper. I did also say I wish Pusha T, you know, I think a couple episodes ago, maybe five now, since we put out a lot of work, that I would have liked to see more, um, you know, bars from Pusha T that's not exactly the stuff he raps about because if you listen to his interviews, he does talk about a little bit of politics, how he was back in Hillary and all this stuff. So even if you don't have a song about that, I think you, you can owe it to your fans and to younger youth or whoever is listening, you can add those kind of bars in there. You, there's plenty of room for you to discuss certain topics. So I think that's something I would like to hear from Pusha T. 
to show a little bit of growth because obviously the album's fire. I don't want to down it, but I also do want to see a little bit of growth in his bars, you know what I'm saying, as far as things he could also talk about. But nevertheless, um, you know, shout out to, to them for for these albums, you know, these seven songs of both albums. Um, we can kind of get into the yay if you want to kind of go there. Um, okay. Yeah. First, first, I'm going to just kind of start off with um, Kanye Beats. So we've heard 14 Kanye songs as far as production-wise. Um, they both, both albums do feel and sync intact um, as far as the production-wise. It all feels like it's in the same realm. Um, I want to first talk about Kanye's battle beats because I think he may be a little bit underrated and when we talk about uh, if somebody's going after another rapper, because if we go back to TakeOver, mm-hmm. yo, a lot of, the, the beat actually disses you, if you didn't notice, and it adds a little bit of drama, because when that shit, like, lay, when you heard that shit, mm-hmm. yo, yo, that, that door slip was ill, and then if we kind of fast-track the infrared, you know what I'm saying, like, I felt like, the beat was actually battling too, as far as um, what was being said and the type of beat it was in the sample. So, shout out to Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's a little bit underrated, and, and he, I don't know if it's on purpose, but or if this is the artist that's channeling these beats. But I just wanted to kind of um, you know lay that out there. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I could. Um, he. His production on his production on both projects very very different. You know what I'm saying as it should be. Um, you know what I'm saying like uh, I could say what I I'm I'm gonna give my a couple opinions about the album. Um, They're talking about yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I like the I like the the seven song thing because um, another album that that uh, we've I, that I don't know if you've heard this one yet the Streams of Thought Volume One with uh, Black Thought and uh, Ninth Wonder and the rest of the people uh, the other producers at Jamla um, it was like it's like an EP and it's actually five records and um, I saw the Black Thought interview on Hot ninety seven he was just saying like you know, how much easier it is to get the music out there. Excuse me. Um, you know what I'm saying? And listen, you know, something quick, fast, you know, some people don't have, you know, the time to take to sit down and digest the whole album, which, you know, I, I still think is crazy, but, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I'd rather, I, I put it like this. I would rather people take an actual listen to the albums you know what i'm saying like actually listen versus hearing it hearing it is more like you know you playing it in the background you know while you're doing something else you're not focused on it i'm talking about you know put some headphones on um i think michael rapaport said it when he was talking about uh when he listened to kanye's album he said he put some headphones on you know he went to walk his dog and he turned his phone on airplane mode 
you know, turning it on airplane mode. You're not getting no calls, no nothing. You're just zoning out, like, you know, and I, I would typically do that. I'll put that on, like, like Instagram or something like that. I'd be like, or back in the day when I put it on Facebook, I'd be like, yo, don't bother me for, like, an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody called me, nobody texted me or nothing like that. I'm not answering nothing. I'm, I'm just listening to some music. You know what I'm saying? Put my headphones on and just sit down and not do anything and listen. You know what I'm saying? And um, typically when I'm at work, you know what I'm saying, I'm doing my thing back and forth, um, you know, with, like refilling whatever I got to do at work and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's easy shit, you know what I'm saying, that I'm doing. Um, so I'm able to focus, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to sit there in that loud ass place, just waiting around, you know, to refill like a bin or some shit like that. And, um, so I need to focus on other things. So then that's when I put the music on and it takes me, you know, into a different place, into a different mindset and everything else. So when the yay finally came out, I did listen to it for, I want to say before I, gave any sort of thought to it i think i might have listened to it four times in a row um because and and each time it's like okay i got this one okay so now what 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 did i miss and what can i focus on now you know what i'm saying and i think the main one that got me uh trying to focus was um uh violent crimes the last record about his daughter and um I think that um, when when we saw those dates, I thought that I said to you it was going to be a good summer. And that was like a play on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I didn't know you pointed out to me about it being seven records because I hadn't seen the... Um, I hadn't seen the Twitter thing at the time until you mentioned it. I think you mentioned it on the podcast and you was like seven songs. And then I looked at it as we were talking about it on the podcast and I saw, I was like, Oh shit, it is like seven records. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, cause for Tiana Taylor, like, you know, she released a nice deluxe album. I, I, I bought her deluxe album of, um, her last joint and, um, even Pusha, like, you know, when we were supposed to get King Push, like, Darkest Before the Dawn was supposed to be, like, a prequel to it, you know what I'm saying? And um, even My Name Is My Name was, you know, like, short, cut down to, like, 10, 11 records, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, like, doing it for seven um, for Kanye, I think, is short. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the fact that, but, but, because Kanye wants to say a lot. Like, I, I don't, I wasn't super concerned with his beats on this album versus what it is he was going to say. Because the things that he had been saying is what everybody's been focused on. So, um, for, for the people that were like, you know, uh, well, I'm not going to mess with his music or whatever like that. What he says does not affect the music in the way that because of the way that you view him, like his music is either going to, oh, 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 now I can't make music anymore. He's this, this man is a master at producing, point blank, period. He's a master of producing. And 
you know, that's what he does. That's what he's good at. He's been doing it for a number of years. He's made hits for other people. So that, to me, was never in question, like what his music was going to sound like. So what, what, what was my concern was the fact that what he was going to say. And the things that he said, you know, with that opening track, you know what I'm saying, um, today I thought about killing you. That shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, it, it's the album called, being called Yay. Like, if you look at the album cover and it's like, I hate being bipolar. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, he said he was just diagnosed. You know what I'm saying? At 40 years old with that. And um, another mental health thing. You know what I'm saying? Something that is, that's, that's it, it kind of brings, like, even talking about this, it brings, brings back up the... Uh, I think we we definitely said that on a, on a previous podcast. The thing where Ebro said that Kanye can't out real Jay Z, like I I I don't know what the fuck Ebro's talking about because you know again you and I have discussed this too. Like Jay, you know, finally got to that point where he was his most vulnerable on four forty four. You know what I'm saying? Before that. Before that time, Jay was like, you know, he did what he did. And, you know, he would, he would sprinkle a little bit of the realness and all of that. I think today um, my wife showed me a picture of uh, him and Beyonce. And they showed that they're, they're both holding their twins in, in separate pictures or some shit like that. Like, Jay is very private. You know what I'm saying? He has private thoughts, this, that, and a third. Um, but Kanye has always said what the fuck is on his mind. I'm sure there's a lot of things that he doesn't say. You know what I'm saying? But when I heard that shit, I was like, oh, we about to, when I heard them those first lines, I'm like, yo, we about to hear some shit. Like he about to say something. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I don't know, man. I guess if you care what he got to say, then you you listen. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not running with a headline. You know what I'm saying? I want to give him time to say whatever he got to say. And I like what he said on the album, man. Like, yikes. Yikes is hard body. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's probably the hardest record on there um, as far as beat wise and just getting you into a zone. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, uh, what's the one joint? Let me bring it up real quick. I think the one joint, um, all mine is hilarious. Um, I think that's one of that's that's Kanye at his zany, funny, you know, what I'm saying like workout plan, like you know, what I'm saying like Kanye can get like that. Everybody knows that about him. Um, I think Yikes was just one of them joints where it was like, yo, I'm gonna give you that that shit, like how he be at the end of the record talking about. Um, like that's my superpower, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, y'all, uh, yeah, man, that shit was ill, you know what I'm saying? Feeling, I was feeling that. Yeah, that's that shit was ill. Um, I think I, I don't have no problem with that joint. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like he he's he's owning this thing because he was like talking about his himself in the third person, like um. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? That's my soup. That's why I fuck with you, yay. You know what I mean? Like, that shit was ill. Um, I, like I said, all mine is hilarious. Some of my standout joints on lines on there is when he be like, um, 
you know, if you if you wear the dry fit, you look like the type of dry snitch, you know what I'm saying? If you pull up with the three stripes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make you my bitch. Like, that shit is hard, you know what I'm saying, with the Nike and Adidas. If y'all don't know, you know, dry fit was started by Nike and three stripes for Adidas. So, um, wouldn't leave being a dedication record to his wife. And this is the thing. Um, I wasn't the biggest... You know, again, I, I I'm not into this dude's life. He's a, he's a he's a whole man. You know, what I'm saying she's a woman. They could do what they want, but obviously, two big names in in the tabloids is that and the third. I wasn't the biggest fan when I heard like, yo, Kanye going going down that road with Kim. You know, what I'm saying because that's your perception of Kim Kardashian is is what almost everybody's perception of Kim Kardashian might be, and um. At the end of the day, that it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If that's who he chose to be with, that's who he chooses to, you know, spend his life with. That that's the mother of his kids, and he's from the record. He's speaking on a real situation about him going to TMZ, as as he explained, and he was like, she told him, don't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? And he did it anyway. You know what I'm saying? And that was like an apology record. Like that's some honest shit. Like. It's a lot of like let's keep it funky like when when it when you're in a very male driven um uh, it, business or environment whatever you want to call it from successful men period the biggest thing that gets left out is women you know what I'm saying that are there to pick up the pieces when a nigga cheats or does something to fuck the family up or whatever like you know like they say behind every man strong man is a stronger woman you know what I'm saying so uh yeah, it could have been a situation like let's not get it fucked up. Kim Kardashian and her family have stupid money. You know what I'm saying? I might even say they might have more bread than Kanye. You know what I mean? So it's not a situation where if she's like, yo, fuck this, I'm out, that she wouldn't be all right. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a thing where he felt she felt that something like this would have been bad, embarrassing, and didn't want him to do it and you know, he paid respect to her on the record. So I don't see how you could be mad at that. You know, Jay just did it with, um, you know, with the 444 record. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one of my favorite records. Probably my favorite rep- record on 444. Um, but yeah, like, dope song. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, not, it's not something to play for the club or anything like that. It's a record for for her and, and dedicated to any chick that has stood by they dude as he said in the record so i have no problem with that no mistakes drake this is for you uh we're mentioning you again on our podcast so um send us an invoice my nigga <laughs> you know what i'm saying like send an invoice to, uh, we'll send you an invoice excuse me um you know what i'm saying uh but yeah no mistakes is for drake um you know it's it, We'll get into that some other time. Ill shit. Um, Ghost Town is him and Cuddy. You know what I'm saying? Um, Also, uh, another artist by the name of 070 Shake, um, who I found out um, she's from Jersey. She's a singer. She's done stuff for Fab. She did a joint for uh, Vado on one of his mixtapes. And she also... um, she is the one that's saying the lines on Santeria. She just doesn't have the uh, the credit on there. But um, I like her. I like her. 
her um, voice. You know what I'm saying? I, I do want to hear. I think she's got, she signed to good music, so I think she's got an album coming out later this year. So that, that's going to be interesting to see um, how she will, what, what what type of project she'll put out. But um, as far as the feature, you know what I'm saying? She's doing her thing. So, uh, but the Kid See Ghost, um, I, we got what that's coming out in like two days. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear it because I like Cuddy and I, I like Kanye. So mixing them two together is is gonna be. I think it's gonna be good. Um, I think the last thing that they said, what was the album that they were saying? Is like 808s and Heartbreaks meets uh, Kid Cuddy. What fucking album was that? I had to look it up, but it was some album that I was playing a lot, and I can't think of it right now. But anyway, the last record, Violent Crimes. Um, I wanted to ask you something about this song. So at the end, Nicki, there's an audio. Um, Nicki Minaj is who I'm talking about. There's an audio like clip. Yeah, that well, it's an audio clip. That's like, cause like, um, I know you don't got an iPhone, but like when you, when you, um, we can send audio clips, like there's a little mic and you could just hold it and then just say whatever you want to say. And then I could just send that through. Cause I could tell the way it ended. It was just like a little clip that she sent, you know what I'm saying? So I feel, I got a little conspiracy thing about that. How did you, what did you think of him leaving or putting that in there? I think that was a, a credit for some bars on a song. Okay. So I, so I don't I, I don't know if, if he told her the idea mm-hmm. before the song or if he kind of told told her that he referenced like the monster song because we know that that's one of the verses she's famous for. So I think um, she either he took those bars. It was I just I just think it was a credit for her to. to um, for for Kanye to use that on the album, so he was just giving her credit by putting her on that. That's what, that was the only thing I could think of. Um, is she helped him with that line, and he added it to the song. Mm. So he played that song back, her part back at the end of the song, to kind of show her love and give her credit for it. I I I believe that definitely, but I also think that might have been like a. Uh, I think that might have been like a statement to a degree to kind of show you what it is that he gets help with, being that Drake decided to say what he said about the Duppy shit on on about good music on the Duppy freestyle, because. That's how I've I heard Sahai say in the interview, like we're all around, we're all doing the music, we're all like in the same, you know, area and space and we're talking and we're getting shit off and ideas and I might just be like, yo, say this or yo, say that and da 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 da. Um, so I think that might be what that was. You know what I'm saying? Like showcasing like Nikki maybe wanted to lend something because she said what did she she said like sing this or let them hear this i think she said like let let them hear this or it was something it was something to the effect of 
let him use this or something like, you know, this is what I have for whatever he was requesting. Yeah. So instead of him just simply putting Nikki, because like, if you think about it, Nikki's not on the album, and then how do you put a, maybe so that, that, that is smart. Maybe he's like, this is how she helped me. She told me this, so she's a part of the process, so here's my, here's a way to add her to the credits in a, in, a, in a roundabout way, like a different way. Yeah, I just brought it up now. It says, uh, I don't know how you saying it, but let him hear this. So, um... So, yeah, so maybe if, if you think about the... Because he wrapped that bar in the song, so I think that's what she's alluding to. Yeah, but this is the crazy thing. I think that... It could be a response to Drake and a and a person right under the on the annotation of Genius said it could be a response to him too. Like, look, she I didn't decide to use her as a feature, but I'm gonna showcase that, yeah, this is what I used. He might not have whatever Drake might have helped with, he might not have used it because one thing you and I spoke about this off air is Kanye gives people credit. Period. Well, they're saying he did. This is this is all based on Hot ninety seven. Okay. So they're saying he. It's kind of funny how information is funneled to them, mm-hmm. and they kind of they bring it up in a weird way, like, "Oh, I just happen to know that this is." It's like they're being told what to say, but they make it seem like, "Oh, I just happen to be privy of this information." Mm-hmm. So they. They said that he wrote the hook on Yikes. That Drake wrote the hook on Yikes? Yeah, and then when you listen to it, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's, it's very plausible. Because he said he... And that's the thing. The, the worst part was that on Duffy, Drake said, I, I just came from Wyoming putting pen to pad. Mm-hmm. And then the way Hot 97 brings it up, like, oh... You know, like like it's something we didn't know. We already knew that Drake was out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We already knew that because we, we heard about the photos way, way long time ago. Mm-hmm. Then Drake already tells us he he was putting pen in the pad. And then the way Hot 97 brings it up, like, oh, they wanted to make it seem like, oh, Drake is a writer. That wasn't the point. Drake already told us he wrote exactly. on the album. And it's just now they're trying to, they were trying to shame Kanye for not giving him credit, but, you know, we can go all day about him not giving credit to people, so I'm not going to even, we don't even go there, but that's, to answer your question, um, that's where that's coming from, is, is they said he wrote Yikes, the, the hook on Yikes. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see that that's, uh, and, and that's who's getting the information, and that's what everybody, uh, well, they say that's that's the thing. People are saying wrote by Drake, da 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 da. Drake wrote this, and they're saying yeah, but look at the person who is giving the information is Rosenberg, who hates like the new shit that Kanye comes out with. Yeah, like it, I mean, look, great. If he did, he did. But we, like you said, we all knew that he was there doing the shit. And the thing about it is, this this means nothing in regards to the battle once again because. Like I said, and like you agree with, I think we talked about this off air too. If you really felt a way 
or you or if you really felt some sort of way about any of the situation, you would have never went. That's what a real nigga would have done. Never, ever. You, you, like, if you call somebody enemies in yeah. a, in a and, song, t- and saying niggas are snakes. The fact that you ever would go down there, because we know you don't need a check. Like, if you're a young, up-and-coming artist and you don't work with anybody because you need that check, mm-hmm. I get it. You don't work with anybody. That that makes sense. But if you're... If you're, I, mean, I think I did mention this last podcast. If you're Drake's stature, mm-hmm. you're not going down there just to, to help. You're going down there to get a vibe because you have an album coming out. Kanye loves playing new music. So a lot of that, too, and I'm going to say this, Kanye may have also changed his album because, you know, Drake heard whatever he heard and he could have been kind of picking up on that vibe. So Drake... So if Drake's really saying he's a double agent, if you really think about it, because on one hand he's saying how I laid pen and pad, I was helping, mm-hmm. then he called him an enemy, but at the same time, his album's not done yet, so he can think about everything. Because Kanye, he's going to give you so many eyes. Just the energy of being in the same studio with him, he's going to make you rethink your whole album. Because we could be getting shit that we didn't know we was going to get it from Drake. So he could have changed it up, too, just from being in that those sessions. So true. to go down there and say, oh, you know, I'm tired of working with my enemies and shit like that. It's like, if he's really your enemy, not your friend, why go down there? And you can simply say, I'm not I'm not going down there. So that that was a really bad line to add on a diss. That's, that's some weird shit to write on a diss record because if he's your enemy... You should not ever go down there, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you don't fuck with Pusha and this whole, you know, with all that history. So, he, you know, he's, he's good music. You know, his album's coming out. And then you don't fuck with Kanye like you say you do. And then then we hear that you supposedly have a career in this against him when he didn't, he didn't ditch you. Except, you know, he gave you some jabs on no mistakes. So it's, it's just kind of a, a weird... Uh, just a weird as you know the way that this shit ended was kind of weird but yeah just to to answer the question or to touch on that yeah man yeah I feel you I mean but at the end of the day um I like the Ye album um I'll give my take on Ye go ahead um um, the first thing I kind of I thought a lot about this Ye album before it came out because I like a lot of Kanye fans you know, you have the high, you have a classic bar for Kanye. And you also have a predetermined um, outcome for Kanye because you, you want a certain kind of Kanye album. Um, for this one, I think I wanted, I don't want anything from Pablo. I kind of wanted the next wave from, from Kanye. Mm. So I was kind of thinking of what, what he can do. But then I have to kind of step back a little bit because I heard the album probably five, six, seven times already. So I had different takes on it. And I have to kind of really think about what Eric Kanye is in because if we kind of go back a little bit, I would say from like 2004 to 2007, you know, the college dropout theme albums, that was like one Kanye, you know what I'm saying? And, and if you think about the word graduation, mm-hmm. That means you're graduating, because obviously Good Ass Job was supposed to follow, so that was supposed to be the end of, of that era, you know what I'm saying? And then obviously things happen in this life, 808s come out, 
So now I think he's telling us he's in, he's in a dark path. If you listen to late registration and graduation, kind of hearing different kind of songs from Kanye, but still on the same theme, 808, you kind of feel like, okay, something's going on. We know what's going on in his life. And then just the title, like the dark, twisted fantasy, you know what I'm saying? Like that there kind of tells you what, you know, it's a little darker. It's not the same. Obviously, it's still hip hop. But it's not as light and, um, you know, as college dropout or even late registration or graduation. There's darker themes to it, but it's still Kanye, but still hip hop. Um, Watch the Throne, I don't think that's in the same vein. You know, that I think that came out the next year after that. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then we get Jesus. So we totally, we totally went to a whole nother planet. You know, I think he put out a futuristic hip-hop album. Mm-hmm. And that was five years ago, and it still sounds like crazy to this day, just the sonic beat. Then, during that whole Jesus period, we get all these interviews, we get a lot of just wild stuff. A lot of things you never heard from Kanye. Then that takes us to Pablo, so that's almost up into his breaking point. Because Pablo has a... It's a mixture of everything. It feels like it was a... It was a mixture of a lot of thoughts, things. It, was, it feels like it was just a lot of songs, you know, kind of thrown together, but I still liked it a lot. Yeah. And then Kanye goes through all this stuff you don't want to talk about, you know, with his mental, his mental health. And then now Kanye is ready to make music again. He's refocused. So that's where I'm thinking. That's, that's how I am today. So I'm thinking, okay, we're in 2018. Kanye's back to talking samples, and now he wants to tell his truth. He's 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 still. I think for for a mental standpoint, I think he's still trying to like develop where he wants to take his his next form of music. So I think this album being seven songs isn't more of like not not saying it's not a new Kanye album, but it's the start of Kanye's next wave. So we can. We can label this, if you want to say, like, easy season, like you said, 2018 to whatever's going to be coming out after this. Which I do anticipate possibly some coming out this year. I wouldn't, I, I think something will come out by this winter. I don't think he, I think he's been working really hard. Um, you know, his all his kids are, you know, they're, you know, I don't think he has to worry about pregnancies right now. You know, all his kids are born. So I think he's in a music mode. Mm. So I think this is a new Kanye. So I think from this CD, it's almost like a rebirth, a new start. Um, and it's a really quick, concise album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say it's his worst, best, whatever. I'm still listening to it. But I did. It did. I, I do like it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to style on it or, or say it's whack. Um, it's a it's an easy listen. It's an easy seven songs to get through. At first, I didn't like like I was telling you offline. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling the last song or Ghost Town um, at all. But Violent Crimes, it did it did. I, I do like it now. I, I do like the the topic. But I'll kind of get back to. I thought about killing you. So I heard this song a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I heard this a lot. I had it on repeat. You know what I'm saying? So I I was trying to figure out what. You know, because if you think about the intro, he's talking about a lot of wild shit. Like, I'm thinking about killing you. Mm-hmm. Now, who is he killing? You know what I'm saying? Like, who does he want to kill that? Like, a metaphor? 
is he really out there trying to do that or is, is that just a thought he had and then he talked about too like I love you he's like who does he love you know what I'm saying is it his wife and who who is this person that you know I don't think he's literally saying this just to say it I think he really felt a certain way about something and this was his release so I was telling you offline the other day, I'm like, damn, this might be Jay-Z's song because a lot of people anticipated Kanye going after Jay-Z, you know, obviously after the 444 album where Jay-Z, you know, briefly, I mean, just a couple bars said how he thought about Kanye. Mm-hmm. So after listening to the, Exactly. So after listening to the intro, I'm like, maybe... Maybe he's talking about these, you know what I'm saying? So I started to kind of break down the bars and... All right, hold on for one second, B. Before you go ahead okay. and let that join out real quick, we're going to pause for a commercial break. We'll be right back. Year, you know what it is. It's your boy Al, you know what I'm saying? And thank you for rocking with the Say No More podcast. I just wanted to take a quick time out to give you a little bit of information, you know what I'm saying? So if you want any quick um, questions or anything like that, tweet, you know, tweets, whatever, whatever, you can hit us at the Say No More Pod, and that's P- the Say No More POD. That's on Twitter. Everything else is pretty much the Say No More Podcast. And that's on Facebook or Instagram, you know what I'm saying? And it's including the Gmail, the Say No More Podcast at gmail.com. So um, just wanted to make a quick shout out to, you know, my brother, Jaquan, a.k.a. Artis, who's the MC that you definitely heard on um, The Essence, which was the tribute to Guru on the Moment of Truth 20th anniversary. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely the engineer. He's making everything sound smooth, good, you know what I'm saying? Layering everything properly to make sure that this show comes out with the best quality that you can get. You know what I mean? So you definitely appreciate that. Nothing gets done by by yourself, you know what I'm saying, you definitely have to have a strong team behind you, you know what I mean, I just wanted to highlight that real quick, Beautiful Noise Entertainment is the building, you already know that's the label, and when you hear the music on here, typically the music is produced by me, I go by DJ Nasla, which is just my name backwards, that's N-A-H-S-L-A, so that's DJ Nasla, and that, you can catch me on that on Twitter, and the same thing on Instagram, you know what I'm saying, as well as Facebook, so just wanted to hit y'all with that little bit of information, Alright, now back to the show. One year, you already know we back, you know what I'm saying? Say no more podcast episode number seventeen. So B just dropped some, you know, some jewels, you know, some some shit that he's been uh, you know, investigating and on his Sherlock Holmes shit, you know what I'm saying, digging through the bars, you know what I mean? So uh so yeah, let's let's get back to it. Uh today I thought about killing you. B go ahead and take it away. How how you feel how you feeling about these bars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because as, as I was kind of saying, um, you know, he's like, I love myself way more than I love you. And he's like, basically saying, like, I love this person, but I thought about killing you, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, who is, who is Kanye talking about? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He's like, best believe, you know, I thought about killing you today. And I don't think he meant, like, you know, some ether shit or thought about really, like, taking somebody off this planet. But some, you know how people get wild things in their mind? And I think this song manifested that. So this is just my take on it. I think this song is for Jay-Z. Um, 
basically at the beginning of the song, he was like, yo, I'm calling all these people. I'm about to do some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? And if you think about it, and I know a lot of this might be reaching, but he does mention a nuke, and Daisy's a formidable opponent, so I'm thinking the only way to take this guy out is you're going to have to nuke him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some Duke Nukem shit. Um, also, bars that kind of reference Jay-Z. So when he says young, like so young, like you died young, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. kind of references an older Jay-Z song. And also, Jay-Z goes by Young Hove. Um, even DOA, we all know Death for Auto-Tune. So I mm-hmm. kind of picked up on that. So I'm just going by little things that could fish. Because Jay-Z is like a shark. So there's things you can throw in the water that only... I'll give, I'll give Drake props on because I know we sit on Drake. But Drake does those jabs that only certain artists would know they're talking about, so mm-hmm. I'll just think that, you know what I'm saying, we don't want to sit on him too much, um, but he deserves it, um, and there's a lot of rappers that do, because I think 444, when we had that, the whole, like, a lot of the albums about Drake, there's so many, there's so many things in there that, that references Drake, but if you don't listen to it, you, it'll, it'll just blow over you, pause, yeah, true. pause. Um, also, I know Jay, Jay kind of had that Batman line, like, you know, you know, live and see yourself, die hero, whatever, you know, that, that Joker um, from, what was that, the um, Batman movie? Yeah, yeah, live long enough to, for you to see yourself become a villain, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the, the hero line, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so he mentioned, like, you know, you're a hero, but I don't see a cape, you know what I'm saying? And then when he says, I don't see no... I don't see no twice. I, I think he took out two, like, you know how he says, I don't see no cape. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of those last two bars, I think those would have been dead on giveaways that that was Jay-Z related. Because he's like, I don't see no uh. And then I don't see no uh. So I'm thinking, like, he left out two things that would have definitely, this would have been headlines if he would have added certain things in the song. And this is all my takes, so this is what I'm thinking. Also, the the funny part I laughed at was the Buckwheat. Um, <laughs> I think, does everybody know Buckwheat? You know Buckwheat, right? From Little Rascals, the the character. I hope everybody. I hope, I, I mean, hope I hope anybody listening to this understands where that would be from. You know what I'm saying? If anything, uh, he was, instead of saying, okay, you know what I'm saying? He would say, Otay, Buckwheat had an afro. If you have a woolly afro or anything like that, you know, my mom's or my grandmother, we used to say, you know what I'm saying, don't have that child walking around here looking like Buckwheat. Comb his hair, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that and, we, and, it was like a diss, and, you know? And we heard funny, funny shit where I forgot where it was from, but... Yeah, armpits so hairy. It looked like you got buckwheat in the headlock. Yeah, I forgot yeah, where I that was from. like. Yeah, your mom's. It was a, a mama yeah, joke. Yeah, you, know you know what I'm saying. saying? And so buckwheat, if you look at him, if you look him up, it's a dude with wild hair. My hair looks like that, you know, all the time. But it looks, you know, a little bit, a little bit more tame. Um, but yeah, like, so if we if we know what Jay Z's hairstyle, usually when he's in, in, I don't know if it is different now because back in the day. Jay would keep the low fade, and when he was re- when he would record, it's almost like when 
when football players get into the playoffs and they don't shave, like like um, quarterbacks, they don't shave their beards. They let it grow until they lose or whatever the case is. So when Jay would record, he would let his hair grow. So we knew that music was coming out. Now, now that he's older, I don't know if he's back to keeping a fresh fade, but I've noticed, even I think even the Dave Letterman, um, that that one interview on Netflix where he he had pretty much long hair. Yeah, it's something. It's a look that you don't. If you know Jason since day one, he's always kept a fresh face. So I think that's another thing I'm saying. I think Jay is saying buckwheat. You know what I'm saying? Like you know that's he's calling Jay out for that. And then also I know the way back. That sounds like a Drake shot, but I don't think it is. But um, he's known Jay since day one. Um, also, he mentioned that, you know, I knew you when you had do-rags and I was rocking braids. I don't think I've seen Kanye ever wear braids. Have you seen that? Oh, I've seen the picture. Oh, for, oh, okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know he had, I didn't know he had braids. That's yeah. a good, that's, that's a good thing. Because I know back, back in the day, and this is even going back to the, because he mentioned, like, face of black, so I don't know if you, because I know, like, in that scene, Jay's not wearing the do-rag. Um, but, um, I think that, that's what I think. I think that's kind of relating back to the face of Black Bean where Jay was wearing do-rags and shit like that. And then, to kind of wrap it up, he did say, all you got to do is speak on Jay. So, Jay did that, you know what I'm saying? For, so, that's my take on it after hearing it a gang of times. Cause I was trying to figure out, and I, and the song is dope. So, it, it doesn't hurt, and it's a, it's a short song, so... That's my take on it. I think that's Jay-Z's shot. It wasn't, um, I think it was an indirect shot that um, those are just the bars that I picked up on. And I'm sure Jay-Z heard the album already, you know what I'm saying, a couple of times to hear. I don't think this is going to be a back and forth. Uh, yeah, hopefully they squash it. I, I do want them to squash it because Jay-Z and, and Kanye, um, they have they have magic together, but you know things. I mean, things always come full circle. So hopefully that that does squash it. But back to the four 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 shit. You know, I think again, I think that gave, and I think we talked about it last episode. Like, I think that gave Kanye his thing to go going back to chopping samples because of no ID, and what Jay Z did with no ID. It's almost like when when um. When Common said, "I found a new cream," mm. you know, it's almost like Jay Z found his new Kanye in a sense, um, with with you know Kanye's mentor. So that that was my take on that. I, I could be dead wrong, but I like to overanalyze shit. That's like my that's my life. That's the way my brain works. I, I like to dig deep. I try not to take stuff you know on surface level, even though everything could be that simple. But if he's talking about killing somebody that he loves, because if we think about this too, he a lot of the people that he cares about in, in a roundabout way are mentioned on this album, people he loves. And if we kind of really dig deep, the last song, oh, and then too, I'll hop to the last song. He didn't say niggas is pimps, niggas is players, niggas is monsters, until they have a, a, a daughter 
I don't know if those were bars that day too, because Jay has fit all those things in his in his rap career and you know in the song Monster and how he um you know lightened up once he had daughters, you know what I'm saying? So that that that's a super reach on me. Um, but to to kind of get back to it, I think he did talk about a lot of people on his on his album, his his, his daughters on the last song, um, his wife. Or would leave, um, you know. Obviously, Drake on no mistakes, and I'm I'm seeing Jay Z on the first song. So this album to me was more of a coming out, um, not coming out, but a more of okay, I'm back. Here's my songs, and let's let's get to the next shit. So um, that's that's how I'm taking in the album. I'm not trying to shoot a bell and say. You know, because I, I, I don't want to say I lower my expectations, but I, I listened to it from a different perspective. And because I was thinking, oh, shit, Kanye, I already said this, seven songs not enough for Kanye's genius. He needs more. But I think with the good sum, I think basically maybe how they're going to roll out the concert or all these albums, everything being seven songs, all that makes sense now. Like, you know, I kind of see the vision after hearing Push's album and then this album. And um, shout out to that that sample, no mistakes. I like how he how he flipped the flick friction in there. Beat wise, beat wise, I was throwing all the beats. I, I'm still not high on Ghost Town. I don't. I know it it kind of winds down the album to mm. to get to violent crimes, but I don't know if it necessarily fits in this album. Um, I mean, I play it now since I, before I was skipping it. But I do play it now because it kind of does shuffle the album and kind of lead you to the last song. But, you know, I, I don't know what other songs he had to kind of put on there. Because like we said, if this was for the Cuddy and Kanye album originally on the idea board, so I know this wasn't something recorded for Ye. So that, that's my that's my take on it. I, I'm feeling it. I, I played it a lot. Um, I don't, I don't want to say it's better than Pablo or his worst album, and definitely not his best album, but I appreciated the, the music, the getting back to the hip hop. I think he spoke his truth. He did kind of, my, my thing is he did, he did stay on his, like, well, he did stay on the same tone as far as rap, rapping, rapping wise. He wasn't like really, switching up the flows or anything like that. This was more of like a, uh, like, you know, almost like he's just in a booth spinning, spinning his shoes, almost like talking to us, not like necessarily rapping um, with hooks and shit like that. It was more of him just wanting to get out what he's thinking right now. And this is the album he gave us. True, true. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, uh, like I said, I'm excited for the Cuddy. Um... I think it's gonna be. Did you see the track list? Um, I don't think they put up a track list yet. I, I know no, they put I, up I, the well, album. I got it. Oh, you did? Well, no, I just I seen the track list. So okay. So it, it, the first song, "Feel the Love." Then you got the title track, "Kids Be Ghosts." Mm-hmm. You got Fourth Dimension. Oh, oh wait, no, this might be old because it says "Ghost Town," "Cuffs Montage." Duels watching and reborn. So I could be wrong, but I just I just caught this online. Um, as far as the, the new track list. Hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't uh, seen it. Yet. I seen the artwork, and yeah, 
I just I just seen that. Um, I would definitely say I, I'm super super like now. I'm super excited to hear what Nas Nas does on his shit because thinking about what Pusha did with his seven, I know where Kanye is at on his seven, and then we'll obviously hear Kissy go, so we'll kind of give you all some insight on yeah. you know hopefully soon. Yeah, I think uh, it's gonna be Nas. different. I think it's gonna be and different. And then with Nas, Nas, we ain't heard from Nas in a minute. Yeah, man. So it's, I think it's more pressure, if anything, for Nas than any than than anybody else that's dropping, just because of the simple fact that, like you said, we haven't heard from him in a minute, and um, you know, um, this is a uh, life is good was a bit underwhelming for the typical Nas fan. Um, I enjoyed. There wasn't necessary direction on that album because mm-hmm. it had a lot of it had a lot of different zones in an album, but I don't think it was just because if it was Life Is Good, it didn't feel like the whole album projected that that theme. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it had a lot of different elements. I liked it, but I didn't I didn't like love it. Love it. There are songs I loved on there, but I wasn't like, damn, this is a you know, a, a super classic Nas album, but I liked it for what it was. With uh, with Nas, um, with the last couple of uh, so I'm, I'm I was gonna bring up the track list real quick. Um, of of Life Is Good. Damn, I don't even have that shit. Not on my iTunes. <clears throat> I mean, on my phone. I actually bought the album and shit. Um, I you want me to pull it up or you got it? Nah, I got it. Um, cause I list, I just listened to. Um, Damn, that was twenty twelve. Yeah, nigga. Damn, dog. Like, yeah. and I'm gonna say this: this is what hip hop's about. When you can step away from the, this is when you build up so much legendary classic top five all time my number two on a list Nas Fair Zone when you that good you can lead a game for six years and then nobody's gonna ever say oh I don't wanna hear another Nas album that's how that's how wild that is like I can't believe it's been that long yeah man it's definitely been that long you know what I'm saying and who else but Kanye to re not saying he So yeah, I got the I got the list together. Um right now. Uh what I was gonna do was bring up the production as well. Because Salam Remy, 
I listened to a Rap Radar podcast with Salam, and um, he was just talking about what records that he's done for Nas and how a lot of the stuff got um, got done. Um, crazy thing is, a uh, little secret known or unknown fact, he wasn't in the studio when they did um, Zone Out. We we gotta have we gotta have an episode about Salam Remy and everything that he's done. Um, he's incredible producer. That might have been Jungle's best verse. Yes, it, yeah, yeah, most <laughs> definitely. Just, he he spoke on that. Watch your pocket. <laughs> Hell yeah, they they spoke on that. They said that they there was it was you know um, B dot is from Queens. I think Ellie is from Queens too. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, they definitely spoke on that, um, being one of uh, Jungle's best verses and shit, and um, how how much they love that record. Um, yeah, so like, uh, so I brought it up, and I brought up the uh, production as well. So I, I, I guess I'll just stick here because on this Wikipedia page, and I don't need to go back to Apple Music because I got the tracks right here. So I like no introduction. I, I liked it. Um, different, different opening, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, sometimes Nas will go with an intro, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes he won't. Obviously this one, he did not, uh, with the being titled, no introduction. It's just the, the opening to the record, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't, it didn't really give you, uh, a direction for the album, you know what I'm saying? Or where, where it was going to go or anything like that. So I can't say that, but I, I liked it. I liked the song. Locomotive featuring Large Professor, that's done by No ID. Um, I like that record. The one, that was the one, A Queen Story. And I was just listening to that the other day, actually. I liked A Queen Story, but it, but like we said, with the direction of the album, it doesn't necessarily, like, fit. You know what I'm saying? Because it kind of seems like it's all over the place. Accident Murderers, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that out already? Nah, nah, because they did they did a song on Rick Ross album, which is a super classic. Um, I and I like like I always say, I always judge, I always judge past songs they did together to like judge this song like any AZ and Nas song. I want to judge all their songs together, and if a new song come out, I'm gonna base it on that. Not anything on the album. I'm gonna say, is this better than the last? Is it on par, or is it worse? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say, is this song? Is this sound like something? The reason why you probably said that is it sound like it sounds something that they've already done before, or is this something that we did? You know, like it, it was just. I don't think it was just really not a thought into it, even though it was a good idea as far as how it is, the song, the type of song it is, but mm-hmm. it wasn't something refreshing. It wasn't better than what Nas did on, on Ross' album, you know what I'm saying? So, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so well, I was like, I, think I, I he, barely played that. But then something happened where one of them mentioned Accident Murderer. Did they, did they mention that on Ross's album? Is that what I'm thinking about? I think nah, cause that was a di- that was a different type of vibe song. 
Yeah, but I heard that accident murderer shit somewhere before. But I don't know, whatever. Um, daughters, f- fire, no ID. Uh, reach out. I like reach out. It's so it's 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 cool. That was done by Remy, and Dark Child and DJ Hot Day. Um, cause I like to beat Isaac Hayes. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ike Smooth. You know what I'm saying? Like classic song, but. Um, I, the song wasn't, it wasn't a bad song. Like, uh, I feel like, you know, Nas and Mary connecting is not a bad idea. Worlds and, and Addiction was done by Salam Remy. Um, I understand the song, but I, I still, you know, I can't really get the vibe if he says life is good. You know what I'm saying? So, Summer on Smash. That shit is trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Swiss. I love Swiss. I don't think I don't think that's a good pocket for Nas. That shit's um, trash. That kind of like yeah. Fuck I, I, don't, I didn't play it. Fuck I, I, I think they were they were trying to redo some old maybe blood type vibe, but that that wasn't the that wasn't the move for Nas. I think Swiss could have just done a little. A little different than, than that. You know what I'm saying? That, that just didn't work. I'm not going to lie to you. You wouldn't understand. I can't really remember that one right now. So if I can't really remember it, it probably wasn't my favorite record. I love that. Oh, you remember? You remember what that song was? That Salute Me? Not just what? Yeah, yeah. He that put, was hard. Now that, that was hard. Yeah, we got to get back into that on the next episode um, because the because uh, Swiss played that in the battle because we got to we got to finish up oh, yeah, our yeah, our yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 he played yeah. it in the battle and it made me go get it because I had that shit and you know I think I had it on the CD but I, I don't have it in my iTunes and I had to find that motherfucker and I found a good copy. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm glad I got this shit. That shit is hard, you know what I'm saying? Because he, yo, he was spitting some shit. When we do, when we do the joint, I'm going, we going to go over the lyrics on that shit. Because he was, he was getting at the industry, my nigga. Like, that shit was crazy. I love that song. Like, that shit was hard. Back When is one of my favorite songs on this album. Um, yeah, because I'm thinking... Stays on this album too, yeah. He has some good production from No ID, man. Like back when was great, um, cause it's like you know the whole thing of how everything got started. Like Nas, Nas telling stories, man. Nas is like that nigga is an incredible storyteller, and for him to have so much knowledge in the game, and as we seen from the Roxanne Shante joint, him coming up like that and having having another legend. Te- you know, make him step his shit up and then coming through from Large Professor, like, Nas got some shit that he could really tell, man, aside from everything that goes on in his life. So, like, he's just one of them dudes that, you know, even with the albums and everything else, sometimes he'll get on current events, sometimes he'll get on some other shit, but he's just one of them guys that he's got so much history and things that he could bring up and talk about, man. Like, 
Um, so I love when I hear shit like this. I loved it when I heard the autobiography of uh, Rakim. You know what I'm saying? Um, I knew he was supposed to do KRS-One. He still owes that record. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man. Nas, I think sometimes, I think I think the biggest difference, and even not even to go too much further, because we have, uh, you know, I'm not going to stay on this too long. Um you know, we got the Don. I love that one. Heavy D, Salam, Remy, the interns. Like, that shit was hard. Stay was hard. I like Cherry Wine with Amy Winehouse and Bob Baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Remy, Salam, I think Salam works well with Nas. I just think that they need to lock in and do a whole album. And I don't know if, especially from hearing it from the interview. And like I said, we'll get into Salam like some other time because Salam knows what he's doing. Like, he's he's an incredible producer. If you don't know, please look this dude up. Salam Remy, just like the hits, man. This dude is just insane. And he does music that's going to stay with you. I mean, come on, man. Get down, made you look. Like, get the fuck out of here, yo. Like, that was like, that was at a time where... And he, he loves, Salam Remy just loves to go against radio. So at that time, he was like, a, a, a bunch of other music was moving in, especially in the hip-hop world. And, you know, he just, you know, he was like, fuck that. Like, I need something with some energy, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's get this, let's go against the grain. And he gave him Major Look. And, like, that shit is, I mean, man, that this nigga Nas, like, if... That's that's one of them things that you just had to be there to experience that shit. Like just you you had to be outside at that time. Like cause niggas know. Be remember the last I think this is the last time we went to the club, nigga. Like when we went to the club in Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? That we all dipped. You know what I'm saying? Cause niggas was shooting. Anytime a nigga here, they shooting. Fuck out of here. It ain't no major look, nigga. You duck, you run, you do whatever the fuck you gotta do unless you busting your gap back, which you know we don't encourage no violence but that song was fucking incredible and then the remix nigga like jada kiss came with it luda came with it that beat was hard like so like i think with this what i think i'm really gonna appreciate is the fact that Nas being out there because he was in wyoming you know what i'm saying um he was with yay and shit like that he had on the yeezys i'm not gonna I'm not going to style, you know what I'm saying? Them niggas look like they was having a good time and shit like that. But, again, I'm not wearing them fucking sneakers. But, um, look, man, I think having a producer that's going to give you some sort of direction and be there with you through the process, I think this this is going to be one of Nas's best albums. I'm going to put it out there. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm putting it out there. I think so, too, because, like, we always say some some artists need if they just get in a studio with a producer versus a beat maker, and then Kanye, because all all Kanye got to do is have some conversations with Nas to see where he's at, where he's going with it, and then we already know what Kanye does with the beat. And then thinking about that still dreaming song, which is one of my all time favorite Nas songs. Especially because he, if you're talking about storytelling, the last verse, he basically saying that um, a Fox News reporter wanted to get him um, indicted on case talking some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, that that song is ill. You know what I'm saying? I love that song. So um, definitely would would not like like we were saying earlier, like on an earlier podcast. 
now I've got to be telling, I mean, Kanye's just simply saying, yo, we need your 444. That's what I was, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, and I think this is what we need from Nas, because this could change, this like 444 change hip-hop, I think this could lead to that same thing where everybody here paying attention to our, I'm going to call them elder statement, um, whatever, that, whatever that, yeah. But these are the guys that's been in here since the 90s. Nas has been in here since the 90s, Dave Z. So it's actually important for these artists to have great albums, not forgettable albums, you know what I'm saying? Because you still, to be relevant, you still got to be saying something, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of rappers who are from the 90s that, unfortunately, and it's not a, a diss on them, but nobody want to hear from them, you know what I'm saying? Because they... One, didn't keep that pin sharp this entire time. Or two, maybe they're just into other stuff, you know what I'm saying? But we know with Nas and Jay, they, they've kept it consistently going this whole entire time. So with Nas coming out with this album, I think it's a very important album for hip-hop because everybody wants hip-hop to die. Everybody wants to say, you old, you don't matter, but... I'm seeing that these guys in their 40s are running hip-hop. Everybody in their 40s or 30s, they are running hip-hop. I don't care what the fuck is is playing today, you know what I'm saying, some hot, flashing-a-pan rapper. These guys aren't going to be heard from, you know, three months from now, ten months from now. So we need guys like Nas, Kanye, Jay-Z, a lot of these big time artists to continue to put out and push the boundaries of hip hop. So I'm super excited now that I kind of see what Kanye is at as far as on the production tip, what he what he gave Pusha T, and what the fuck do you think he's gonna give Nas? That's what I'm saying. What the fuck do you think he's gonna give Nas? Nas, if we if we really think about it, whenever Nas was backed by top production. Mm-hmm. It was a super fucking classic album. That's that's the one thing we're not not saying he, you know, because I, I know a lot of it is, is is a beat. But if we think about my, one of my top Nas albums, the um, what is that the the unreleased, the lost tapes. Harry B on there is fucking ten out of a ten. Like like it's a class, it's super classic album. It's like. I got that right after Illmatic. I don't know. I know that's wild. It was. I'm, I don't want to feel it was written as Illmatic, but goddamn, that album is fucking incredible. Like yeah, it it's insanely incredible. So whenever you back Nas by the beat, he already got the lyric. Like that's the thing is, if you were to strip away all the beats and you just read the lyrics, the lyrics are, have always been there. Like his pens never, never fell short. It's never just, been questioned. The production. And then that, that guidance from a producer, like you said, from like a Swan Remy, a No ID. I love him and Lars Professor, so you can even throw Lars Professor in there. Or LES. I'll take a Nas and DJ Premier album today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, would, I would take that, you know, make it a new crime group. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to do. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm super excited. I mean, low key, this is like Nas versus Jay Z all over again. You know, what I'm saying at the end of the day, um, but but not not a beef situation. We're just talking about like 444, 
is going we we just want to see it's two producers you know what i'm saying you got no id and kanye no id started kanye off and jay-z reached out to no id and they got it popping so now this is the situation who who's gonna win who's gonna win if this I'm battle kanye, i'm like i'm we need to shut down this shit we need to shut down this album exactly i, I love I, i'm like if i'm going i'm like nice you the one, you this, you that. You know, if you want to style on Jay in a little conversation, you can do that. But he's got it going. Like, I want to, because that's the thing with this. That's why this album's so important. Nas has, Jay-Z, I mean, Kanye has to be thinking, this is a landmark album, not my album. You know what I'm saying? Not even put the seed album. I have a chance to produce. This is like producing for Michael Jackson, for Prince. You know what I'm saying? This is like producing for, like, uh, Icon. So you can't go in half-stepping. You can't go... You, this has to be the best produ- production he's ever... Not ever he's ever made, but it has to be top. Every song has to be top-tier production. And I believe after hearing these albums, especially Push's album, these samples, the way these were cut and split, I, I got super faith in this album. So I... That's that's basically where I'm at on that. I, I'm I'm super excited for this album. Let's see if I know what Pussy did with those beats. When and you got Nas on, on seven counties, like forget about it. This so is a whole this is grand slam. It's definitely some pressure, you know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like I feel like the 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 mode that Kanye is in, if you haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? Listen, to all of the people out there, and this is just a public service announcement, if you enjoy this culture and you enjoy the music of this culture that is rap, you can't, let's like Kanye said to Big Boy, you've seen it be, I'm like y'all, I'm a family member. Sometimes a family member says fucked up shit. Sometimes the family member says something that y'all don't like. But you still love me, though. I'm still your family. I'm yay. I'm still your family. At the end of the day, he is. If you ever liked some shit that he said, if you ever listened to the music, then fuck all the other shit. Fuck all the I, something else that he came out his opinion on. You know, babies and this that. Look, nigga, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I'm trying to hear the music because there's a a bunch of times niggas be hypocritical you know what i'm saying this that and third you know like we listen to some dumb shit but you know there's music that touches our soul that you know what i'm saying that 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 really speaks to us you know what i mean so um and it's it's just like uh like kendrick said on to pimp a butterfly you know Niggas talking about um, they missed the days when hip-hop was rapping. And motherfucker, if you believe that, then Killer Mike will be platinum. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, come on, man. Let's, that's, let's, that's a real that's, Let's keep it fucking a thousand, my nigga. So, like, look, that's, that's how we feel about it. I'm super hyped. You know what I'm saying? We getting a lot of good music right now. Like I said, it's going to be a good summer. You know what I mean? Like and and you look, man, I'm I'm happy. I can't I can't they be hip hop, man. Like Yo, they getting real. all these little rappers off the team. Like nobody's talking about anything Nothing, little. You man. know what I'm saying? Like, I mean there's a lane for that. There's a lane. There's been a bad, there's been an epic we gotta really think about it. Besides if people take L's, Jay Z took an L. Like yeah. Jake, you're not bigger than Jay. If Jay can take an L nigga, you can take a hundred L's because that nigga started it, you know what I'm saying? And and and, and well, 
and it's in Russell Holt, but he still took it. They shook hands. They cool now. They got past it. So that's hip hop. Like if you if you if you throw your if if you put the gloves on and you decide to respond to somebody, then you got to be open for whatever happens. You, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. So we got an epic battle. Two yeah. years in a row, we got Sheeter <laughs> last year. We, we got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Bad a dog this year. I mean, this is this is good for hip hop. This shows these little rappers like this is this is this is bigger than you guys. This ain't about whatever the fuck y'all rapping about. This is real MC shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? No other genre can do this. Yeah, you can fucking have a, a you know a drum set contest y'all can out drum each other guitar contest but no other genre is going to provide you battle of the minds you know what I'm saying this is swords Straight this is slicing your opponent without even touching them Straight this, up. Is, this is this is why these black men are the new poets the new Shakespeare's and 300 years from now all your textbooks if they ain't hating you don't have Jay-Z in there. You don't have Biggie. You don't have Big Daddy Kane. You don't have Rakim. You don't have LL. You know what I'm saying? You don't have Nas, Compton. You don't have all these, all these... They don't want to tell you right now, but yep. they're studying these niggas. That's right. Real rap saying? is back. studying how, how, you, how can you think of something like that. Not only that, put it to a song and have people remember it. You know what I'm saying? On some, so, on some crazy, some wild on, shit. These niggas is, is geniuses. On that you know note, I wanna, uh, I wanna give a shout out to King Los. I seen this crazy video of him freestyling in the studio with Daylight, Hollow to Don, and Loaded Lux, and. From what it says on the on the lines of the of the statement or the caption of the video, whatever, uh, this on YouTube, he they said that they were all scared to rap behind him. Damn, son, this nigga was freestyling. You know how niggas give words. He was doing that shit, and you could tell us off the top. I'm talking. Excuse me. That's another thing that we got to do since we. Again, here at the Say No More podcast, we talk about the culture of hip-hop, and it's mainly about rap music. So when we're talking about freestyling, a freestyle is a freestyle, this was off the top. Off the top means that you are coming up with these rhymes out of nowhere, no written, no bars that you had that you that you had from other lines or this, that, and the third, because a freestyle is simply... A a rhyme that has no structure, that has no purpose. It's not for a record. It's not for anything like that. That's what a freestyle is. That's what you see. Let me ask you a question real quick before you get Uh into that. Okay. So, so Lord Jamal was brought up. You know that came up. So he and it's just a brand new view. If y'all don't know, yeah. Because he was talking to Roxanne Shante now. By and, and it made sense, but I think your definition is what I believe as well. But this is what he said. Now, freestyle typically meant is a song that you remembered or bars you remembered that hadn't been spit on any album yeah. or song. Same shit. And it's a freestyle that you're not getting paid for. So exactly. You're actually showing up. You're spitting. Mm-hmm. Now he said, off the top, is if I'm like, yo, it's blue. 
you know, as true as you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, like, you know what I'm saying? You just rap, you rap it off the top. That means, you know, whatever comes to your mind, you spit So I think back in the day, that used to be, a, well, was a freestyle. So I think he can be right and, not you personally, but he can be right and wrong on that because I believe it was, it was always a freestyle man you rapping off the top of your head and you know when they when they doing that because they talking about what you got on, they talking about, you know, the sky, you know, like what time it is, like it's 5.08. You saying shit that you know somebody just made off right there because it's not obviously the best, but it, it's freestyle. Mm-hmm. And then, so, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think it, that that is freestyle off the top or do you think that's two separate things? Well, let me... um no, no. Your his definition was right. It's 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 along the lines of um what it is that we're saying right now. And let me give a shout out to another person and he doesn't get a lot of credit. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Jin the MC, Chinese rapper, came around with this thing 106 and Park that was big back in the day, Freestyle Friday, and that was the thing. It was that dude. It was that dude. I he, I really he mixed really... he mixed a lot of um he mixed of what we're talking about a lot of off the top shit and he mixed that with freestyling with the fact that he might have had a bar or two like um ch- uh you want to call me chinese sunny here's a reminder check your tims they probably say made in china talking to a black yeah. dude that shit yeah. was hard he came yeah. with that. It's like okay, he's that's that's a battle. That's a real official battle. No, no disrespect because we love the URL, we love Smack, we love all of that shit. But we're talking about one on one, thirty seconds. You have judges. You know what I'm saying that's the biggest issue with Smack nowadays. Nobody knows who won. You know what I'm saying niggas say this, niggas say that. But we're talking about one on one with the judges. You're sitting right there. You can't curse. You have to be super fucking intelligent smart off the top of your fucking head you have to do all of these things and state and 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 win and beat your opponent jen was doing that a lot you know what i'm saying um action girl something uh she know i've been around matter of fact she had my egg rolls and my dumplings in her mouth you know what i'm saying like he jen was fucking niggas up point blank period that's why he's in the hall of fame that's why he's doing his that's why he was doing his thing that's how he got signed to rough riders like they knew this kid was battle tested and he, and was, he was coming in fast and furious too. yeah and fast and furious he got he got a movie roll off that shit um it didn't really last because translating that that was the true definition of Jin was a great battle rapper, I think, with better production. And I think they tried, they rode a wave that was too quick. You know what I'm saying? They were trying to get something out, something popping at the time. And he had beats from a lot of people. He had beats from Kanye. He had beats from the Neptunes. He had beats from uh, Wyclef. So the album just didn't work. And Jin kind of faded after he moved from the 106 and Park thing to another battle platform called Fight Club. And when that came, uh, you know, just to give you a little backstory, he was winning. He was the champion up until a nigga named Sirius Jones. And he was just funnier, 
he was just he he caught him and he exposed him. That was like the first time we ever saw that in battle rap was where a nigga got ex- I'll put it to you like this. This is a video I want niggas to look up. Jen versus Sirius Jones. The reason that niggas haven't completely watched Drake and he keep coming back, and I know we mentioned it again, is because niggas didn't attack the right things. Pusha T attacked the right things. And Sirius, Sirius like, Jones. Yeah, yeah, and, and the women shit. The women shit and the character. The blackness, nigga. The blackness, like, the woman shit, and Drake's character. Man. Those was the things that you came at. Everybody, niggas is giving him a pass for the ghostwriting. I still don't. That just means that you ain't in top five. Black Thought said it on a Hot 97 interview. Fuck out of here. If you ain't writing your shit, you can't be mentioning that top five. So that last name ever, first name greatest. Fuck out of here. You're not in it. Period. Rules of hip hop. On this, on this show, don't nobody ever come in here with that bullshit. He is not in the top five. Period. I don't care how much you love him. Anyway, back to this shit. So Sirius attacked what it is that Jen did well, and it was freestyling, see something in the crowd, say it, boom, you're on it, da-da-da-da-da. Man, he got him. He said, all you do is, you know, I'm not going to say the rest of the battle because that shit is hilarious. It was unfortunate for Jen because he tried to continue, and it was just too much and then that that shit that series did at the end with the mic i'm not even gonna spoil it go watch that video check it out but the reason that i bring I'm it up to watch it i have not watched that <laughs> so i'm, I'm gonna watch that, sh- out, man. that shit is super classic man no doubt like but it's just so so what i'm saying with that is like yes there's a freestyling art um there is the art a, a great movie this is my recommendation freestyle the art of uh the Art of Six... No, it's called The Art of Sixteen Bars. No, it's called... Is it called Art of Sixteen? I think it's free, uh, Freestyle The Art of Rhyme or some shit like that. I'll, I'll, I'll put the right... Um, I'll put the right uh, movie in the fucking description and shit like that. Um, yeah, check that out. Um, 16 Bars. I think it's 16 Bars Freestyle The Art of Rhyme. I think that's what it's called. I have the DVD. I still got DVDs and shit. But, um, yeah, no, nah, that's a classic joint right there. I think they go through, like, with Talib, uh, Freestyle Fellowship, uh, Most Def, a.k.a. Yasin Bey, but at that time, he was still Most Def, um, Farrell Mons. Like, they go through a, di- a number of different MCs that, that did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're really into the rhymes and you should be listening to this fucking show, that's, if you haven't seen that, like, Definitely check that out. Yeah, I think it's Freestyle the Art of Rhyme. That's what it's called. So, um, yeah, definitely check that out. But the reason I brought up King Los, um, King Los is actually going to battle. He's an industry dude. He writes for a lot of people. Um, he's down with Puff. You know what I'm saying? He was definitely on that Money Making Mitch album. Um, that's another joint. That was that was slept on by a lot of people. That shit was hard. That shit was hard. Go. That's the music recommendation. Money making match. Niggas slept on Puff, and Puff did his motherfucking thing. And you know what's funny is I think he was supposed to um, 
he was supposed to drop an album after that, and I don't know what, because I know they went on tour. Yeah, yeah. I think like, the tour just got too big. I think the tour got too big. Yeah. That shit was selling out everywhere. I'm so mad I missed that shit. New York, Juan Gotti issue. Oh, oh, Yo, yes. go check yes. that. That's the our Gallo album recommendation. Yeah, yo, go check yes. that fucking album, Puff Daddy and the Family, Money Making Mitch. I bought that motherfucker ASAP. Like, that shit was crazy. Um, Before we get out of here, because niggas about to go check this game, you know what I'm saying, it's about to come on real quick. Um, yo, B. Uh, oh, I got a couple of things too, but yeah, what you got? Oh yeah, let me uh, this this one thing real quick, and I'm gonna let you have it. Um, son, Nas, Black Star, Pusha T, Brother Ali. I see this shit on Talib's Instagram. Like while I was just uh, going through some shit just now. That's in Red Rocks, Colorado, July 31st. Now, the only reason I know we ain't in Colorado, we ain't going there. But what I'm saying is. This is Nas and Pusha T, which we heard they might be going on tour together. Nigga, if Black Star, if that shit comes to Cali, we got to make that we happen. Gotta, we got to make that happen. I mean, I'll go to Colorado, then I'm a little fuck. I mean, <laughs> shit, you know what I'm saying? If I, could, if I can make it over there, fuck it. But if, if I'm, I'm going to do some research and see if I can find out. But that's for all you hip-hop heads. We're going to start doing that, you know what I'm saying? Any shows that we would go to, we definitely going to bring it up on here. Unfortunately, I want to say... Uh, my condolences to DJ Premier and his uh, his his pops. Not not that he passed away, but uh, prayers to him. He had to cancel a couple of these shows, and I think definitely the Prime Two show out here because he's never he don't miss dates. You know what I'm saying? But his dad is real sick in the hospital. You know what I'm saying? So we want to say shout out to DJ Premier and prayers for his pops. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, Hopefully he gets better and gets well soon. But that's that's all I got. Go ahead, B. What you got? Um, so I got a, a couple things um to check out. So um, so I was on Netflix and you know um, Donald Glover came up and there was a, a stand up that he had in 2012 called Weirdo. I've never seen it. You know what I'm saying? So I watched it. Yo, you know things to check out. Please check that out. That's just funny as fuck. Um, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I want to say 45 minutes into it, but I'm crying laughing. So, um, definitely check that out. Um, another thing, now the Oscar award winning director, Barry Jenkins, who, um, directed, if y'all remember that Moonlight movie, Oscar winning movie, um, starring on one of our favorite actors, um, Mahershala. What is it? How you say it? Is it Mahershala? Mahershala. I, I always don't want to mess up his name. <laughs> um, so, Barry Jenkins, the director of that, he actually, he's actually um, filming this adapted novel from Colson Whitehead. It was a New York bestseller called Underground Railroad. So, they're actually doing like a short TV series on Amazon about mm. two um, escaped slaves during that era so they're actually doing I think it's like 10 or 12 episodes like a short TV series so they're adapting that book so that's going to be coming out so definitely it ain't out but definitely you want to um, keep your eye on that um, I, I did want to do like a quick um, a quick segment if you want to just run through these real quick five words or less there, yeah no doubt, um, no doubt. 
Alright, so Ty Dallas Sign is featured on Kanye's album a couple of handful of times. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that, you know, how about a collab album? You know, they did Real Friends on Pablo, like a Pablo album. Five words or less, how you feel? I like it. I like Real Friends. Um, Five words or less. I like it. Fuck it. Let's all go. Right, all Let's right, do good. it. <laughs> all right, because <laughs> I know what you're about to say. Um, Rih- Rihanna is rumored to be dropping a double album, like half pop, half, you know, emo. Um, how you feel about that? Rihanna double album. It's first R&B double album? Uh, no, no, no. No, no, I think um, Chris Brown dropped like a, I don't even know what you can call that, like a five. Yeah, that shit was like, Oh, no, I think Michael Jackson did some shit, too, but what do you think? Sorry, Rihanna, double album. Let's go. Rihanna's fine. I don't know. Nah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. No, I love Rihanna. Yes, I want that. All right, cool. Good, good, good catch. Good, good catch. Um, Terrell always said he want to go back to the Niners. He's been retired for a while. Trying to make a comeback. Uh, yeah, do it. And um, do it. to get off of that real quick, like a little sidebar. I saw that nigga in Best Buy, son. He's still in. He's still. In, I seen that nigga like two. <laughs> what was it like last month? He was in Best Buy. I ain't say nothing to him because he was shopping for like a TV for real and shit. And I want to like you know bother him and shit like that. And all the employees was he acting was weird. Nah, he he was dead ass shopping for a TV, my nigga. He was in there like a regular yeah, ass person. Nigga. If I see Troy Owens, I'm running up, nigga. I'm, I'm like, yo, nigga, nah, I, but got I, wasn't, that. I got that. I, I wasn't a fan. You gotta run, hey, you gotta run up, yo, T.O. You know what I'm saying? But it was good. Nah, you know? niggas was making. We ain't gonna see T.O. again. I know we don't make, fan out. We nobody's fan. Yeah, see. Wait, how many times do you nigga buy the TV? You know that's what I'm saying. saying. Like, that's yo. what niggas was acting weird. He could, t- I could tell. I felt the niggas around him was acting weird. So I was like, Nah, man, I can't. Oh, I can't. okay, I feel you. I feel yeah, you. you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta assess the situation before you before you dive in. So that's I like when I seen Jim Jones in Miami. Like I ain't run up on that nigga. He was talking to his people, doing his thing, and niggas was acting. You know, everybody, all the chicks all running up. I see a nigga buy the TV. I'm, I'm a. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> like damn, nigga, you know what you trying to get, nigga? You trying to what you trying to? All right, what's your next one? Oh yeah, um, NBA Finals predictions. Warriors, Warriors. Right, Warriors. Yeah, Warriors. I don't know if it's a sweep. Five words or less. Warriors. Warriors in, in what? Warriors in five. All right. I'm giving All right. You one so game. hot sauce, hot sauce. You keep it in the fridge or outside the fridge? Outside the fridge. All right. All right. So we're almost done here. I'm gonna do another quick segment. Who took L's this week? Iman Shumpert, that's how they say it, I think, in a, when you play for the Knicks, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so he got an interview on Breakfast Club today. Mm-hmm. I don't know the nigga wore a laser tag vest. You got to check it out. Okay. I don't know what the nigga had. Yo, that's an L. Um, also, yo, it, it's jokes, though, but yo, check check out what he had on. It was wild. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna um, check it out. High ninety seven, Audacani. You know, I know he didn't invite y'all to hear it because if he did, y'all probably say some other shit. Yeah, you know niggas would have been y'all out there. To, y'all need to lift yourself, get get past it. You know what I'm saying? Dead ass. Shit. I seen some. Yourself, I seen like, niggas like, that love him have him out there. Like Power One Hundred Six was out there, ninety two point three. Why was High exactly. ninety seven not out there? I'm just saying. Exactly. And quick thing, real quick on that. Charlemagne said that the album that Ye played him was not the album that we have now. So, yes, he changed it. He's in that crazy of a mode. I wonder if we'll get it. That's just a little side thing, but go ahead. Let's get back to these L's. Who else took the L's? Um, so, other L's, um, you know, Joe Button, we nobody's friends, but I, I am. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna stop. Yeah. Joe, Joe's my guy. He's one of my all-time favorite rappers. He's my guy, you know, too. Like, we, but... don't have, we don't have podcasts, but I'm giving Joe all his credit that yeah. no one's ever gave him. You'll but, hear how good he is. But that but we podcast gotta was... That had, we gotta, get we gotta give him L's. We gotta, we gotta give, him give him L's because first, they tried to... And, and everybody's subject to their own opinion. So they was, su- they was shooting Drake. Super Bell, nigga. Super Bell. I would bail. say this. They tried to joke on and push his album. They, really, they kind of just got past it. Like, yo, yeah. it was five songs. Joked. And then they had a whole game plan on how Drake, you know, which is cool, like the Jeffrey Freestyle, but the worst part is they punched in and her story added on. And changed and it the whole on any flip-flop. shit. It, it changed the whole shit. So I mean, if, you go in with, if you go in with pre-planned energy, mm-hmm. It looks bad when, when she, and I, you know, it's just like I think they did a lot of extra on on the Duffy freestyle, which it was good. But we had our own analysis, we broke it down. But they kind of went extra on it, and then when they heard that napalm ether shit that pushed it, did the whole like Joe. Even like thirty minutes later, he still couldn't wrap his head around what he just heard. He was still like getting back to it after they changed topics a couple of times. Tick, so tick, tick. I, I'm just saying that's an L for kind of doing a little bit of extra. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I understand, you know, you know, maybe they're trying to mend old wounds, but that's an L to you. But yeah, so check. Um, nah, I just got the uh, segment of my advice to you. If we want to run down that real quick, because um, I got some advice for for y'all out there real quick. You know what I'm saying? So um, uh, this morning, um, I've been I, well, I've been talking about this over with my with my wife for a little while. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh, after, you know, one thing we've been eating a lot earlier, you know what I'm saying? So right now she's cooking. We're about to watch this game and all of that game three of the finals. You know what I'm saying? So um, one thing that I've all that uh Definitely eating earlier, you know what I'm saying? Try to eat around like 6.30. I don't know what time everybody goes to bed out there. Shit like that. We always want to promote health as well, you know what I'm saying? Especially on this podcast and especially within hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? The culture, we got to start taking care of our mental and our physical health. But um, definitely, uh, you know, eating earlier and then, you know, after you eat, you know what I'm saying? Just take a walk. You know what I'm saying? Take a walk for like an hour or something like that. And then in all of this time that people say that they don't have to like listen to music, I'm always going to relay it back to that 
you take some time. I used to do this when I used to work for the school bus, um, for the school district. I was a school bus driver and I started walking to work and I would take my iPod and every day I would listen to a new album. You know what I'm saying? So that, that opened me up to a lot of different music. And I'm going to tell you right now, like, if you have trouble losing weight or something like that, like, people get it twisted. Walking is just as impactful as running. It is. It really is. And that's all I did. I didn't do too much else. I was trying to get in shape to get ready for the Navy for my introduction and all of that. And um, I was on point and I didn't hit a gym, not one single day. You know what I'm saying? I was doing other workouts before that. But once I started walking, it was just a cardio thing every day. If it's really about you losing weight and stuff like that, just get out there and walk. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, eat healthy. We've said other other things like, you know, try to, you know, do some smoothies from other my advice to use, drink some water, you know what I'm saying? But as far as walking, walking after eating a meal to work off that, that those calories that you just took in, you know what I'm saying, is, is definitely good for you. It cannot hurt you, you know what I'm saying? So that's my advice to you for this week, you know what I mean? Did you have something for him, B? Yeah, so my advice comes from legendary Sheriff Warren on one of the Boogie Down production albums. Um, there's a song called Essays on BDPism, and the narrative I want to talk about is attachment because... Um, and I'll, I'll just read some of the bars you said. So he said, to none of these, I'm addicted. I like to remain free and unafflicted with the sickness of attachment to material road of entrapment. So a lot of things that we bring into our lives, whether it's material, people, thoughts, things like that, you got to really think about how that's affecting either your mood, how you think, your relationships, how you move. Um, maybe you have like an expensive car and maybe that becomes a part of you and if something happens to it, you need to feel like the end of the world when it is just an attachment, an item. So my my advice to you is really kind of zone in on things that you're attached to. Some things you may not know that you're attached to and then you can start to think about is this good for me, is this bad for me or how do I you know, look into that. So I would just definitely focus on your attachments, whether they're being physical or non-physical things in your life, and, you know, work to getting those things that aren't doing you any good off of you, you know what I'm saying? So that's my advice to you, kind of think about the attachments in your life and anything that's not serving you, not doing you well, either re-examine it or get rid of it and move on. So that's my advice to you is attachment. Got that idea from legendary Karis One. If you ain't heard now, if you ain't heard about him now, please do your research. Word up, word up. You know what I'm saying? So and let yourself Yeah, have, no have. doubt. That's what I was gonna say. This has been the Say No More Podcast. Episode number seventeen is in the books and definitely lift yourself. Alright? One Yo, and then right before we bounce, I definitely want to say, yo, special shout out to a couple people, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's been helping us out with the podcast. Shout out to my brother, Jaquan, a.k.a. Artiste, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's at Chef Boy Artiste, and that's C-H-E-F-B-O-Y-A-R-T-I-S on uh, Instagram, as well as Twitter. 
Um, he basically, he mixes the projects, you know, every, every episode that you get, he mixes them. Um, he did have a track that he, in his dedication to Guru, the essence, which was the cover of moment of truth off the 20th anniversary joint. When we did that episode, that was him spitting on there. You know what I'm saying? He does beats as well. And shout out to my boy Ming, uh, your boy Ming and that's Y-A-B-O-Y-M-I-N-G. Our other MC off the label, Beautiful Noise Entertainment. You know what I'm saying? He uh, did the artwork of the last um, of the last episode, Bamboozle. You know what I'm saying? With the cover art and the title and all of that stuff. So, look, man, just wanted to, you know, show love to people that help us out. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, everybody out there that's still continuing to listen and um, show love to the episode. Word up, word up. So this is Alan B. You know what I mean? For the Say No More podcast, and we out. Till the next episode, y'all be easy and lift yourself. One.